0: and As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Aaron Addisons
1: On American Family Radio. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Thank you so much. Sorry,
0: guys.
1: <laughs> Hopefully this last week. Uh, thanks so much <laughs> for listening.
0: Oh, you're much better now.
1: I, I think so. But there's still just the little moments that... I feel like they just remind you that you're human, you know what I mean? Sometimes (laughs) you forget that you're human, you just get going and you're, you know, and then you have those moments where you're like, nope, still, still human. (laughs) human. Uh, Welcome to Friday. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of this, uh, this amazing Friday that you have, uh, that you have going on. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We will Mm -hmm. open the phone lines up um, fairly early on a day like today. We try to take more calls and, and we're grateful for the limited content that Will brings because, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crazy.
1: one day that joke's going to get old, but that's not today. <laughs> today is still fresh. Ah. Um. Anyways, we've got some <laughs> announcements.
0: Yes, we have some announcements. Uh, email us at Addison's at AFR.net. Addison's at AFR.net. You can follow us on Facebook. Search Erin the Addisons and uh, subscribe to uh, our Twitter. No, not Twitter. YouTube channel. We do have. We do have a Twitter, but I don't really give that <laughs> out. <Okay.
3: laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our
0: YouTube channel. Uh, search Erin the Addisons. But right now on YouTube, I think we're we're blocked. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they they didn't like your speech about you know the vaccine stuff.
1: I don't think that was it. I think it was the whole story. Is about the no, million no, like whistleblowers. They didn't like how, how how can you possibly that, pick out from that that it's my speech?
0: That was the show. And no. the bulk of the show was your speech. But,
1: no, no. <laughs> oh, go on. You flatter. Go on. No, certainly we're not men because I'm, I'm of me just, alone. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying. No,
1: but both you, of us. <laughs>
0: but you can, you know, uh, the subscribe. The military
1: article that you sent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I could let it go, but you know how women are. You need are, to let, just, it,
0: let it go. Let it go. I,
1: okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like and subscribe, I think is yeah, what you are saying. Yeah, folks
0: can subscribe to our YouTube um, <laughs> channel. Just, just go ahead and search Erin Addison's. Remember to sign up for the AFA streaming mm-hmm. and just go to streaming.afa.net. You can set up a free account and you can see the archive shows there. Uh, and so, man, it's just a, a, a good thing. Um, they has some other content on there. Just some good stuff. I was on there today. Some great stuff on there. Make sure you download the AFR app in mm-hmm. your app store so you can carry us with you wherever you go. Uh, The Marriage Family Life Conference will be July 7th to the 9th in Tupelo, Mississippi. Registration begins February 21st, and the first 400 registrants will get a discount code for 25% off. That's our early bird time, so 400, first 400. So on uh, February 21st, go to marriagefamilylife.net to register for MFL 22. Uh, Miki and I will be at Faith Christian Church. Yay! Yes, Faith Christian Church. That's fifteen hundred North Nineteenth Street in Monroe, Louisiana, on February eighteenth to February twentieth uh, for a weekend of marriage and family events. So I'm so excited! Yeah,
1: this is my return visit. I'll yeah. have to show you the ropes. No, I'm kidding. Is, yeah, I'm Yeah, you I'm will because this is my first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I was. You know,
1: I was there um, last year for a, a women's ministry event. Uh, one weekend Mm -hmm. and, and then this weekend coming up, we're going to be doing a marriage family event Yes, where there will be ministry for women and then ministry for men and then ministry for men and women together, husbands and wives together. Yes. Yes. And so that is super exciting. We absolutely adore this ministry. So, and
0: and I have to tell you, even at the uh, women's event, you know, they were like, Hey, you can come will. <laughs> yeah. They're still open to me coming and, and Yeah, you know. yeah.
1: You matter. Yeah. I mean. You know. Will
0: <laughs> real Lives Matter. Uh, Will's life matters. I put it like that. All right. don't uh, do, it. Don't, do <laughs> it. don't hurt yourself. Huh? WLM. Oh, huh? W L M.
1: Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. W L M. Anyways, I'm looking forward to this. I'm I mean it's 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 great to be invited somewhere once. Um but it's a it's something different to be invited a second time. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway. Yay. I just got to hey, make sure Sheree, I don't, I don't bring
0: the whole thing down.
1: Don't. Yeah, man. <laughs> they so
0: love like you. Next year. If next year they host a
1: marriage event and they're like, eh, who Hi. can we get? Look, when people contact you and they're like, hey, do you know anybody who does any kind of like um, marriage outreach things like and we're like, well, uh, we do. Yeah, no, but not y'all oh okay um oh, oh, well <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think people get told that like, wow no, no no no
1: only in mickey's mind that would be bad that's only that's i'm just trying to make you oh, laugh man. that's one of my favorite things to do will yes. just to make you laugh
0: uh-huh.
1: um anyway yeah so faith christian church that's this yes. weekend february 18th through the 20th i'm looking forward to that so well, exciting
0: technically it's next weekend right
1: Next weekend. Okay. All right.
0: All right, JD. <laughs> I'm just saying this weekend, is, this weekend is right now, like starting you, today.
1: You're right. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm, I'm just trying
0: to help you out. You're yeah? right.
1: I, I don't, I don't want faith Christian church's secretary going, wait, what? what did you...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> right. Know. You know, I'm trying to help Everywhere
1: there's an event, there is an administrator. Yes. Man, praise God oh, for man. the gift of administration. Let me, okay. So we don't often talk about administrators, so about right? JD. Like this, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Shout out to Jade.
0: I don't know if she's listening, but shout out to Jade. Look, listen,
1: listen. The gift of administration goes so unnoticed because Mm. it is so well executed. Mm -hmm. People don't even think about the fact that all of the things that they like participate in, when you put in an event together, all of the things that have been thought out, the way the schedule is laid out, the fact that you have a schedule, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these things. So, so... Man, there should be National Hug Your Administrator Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes
1: administrators are not too keen on hugs, though. Sometimes they are. Sometimes you can give they them a fist are.
0: bump, though. We, a fist bump. we're going to roll like Timmy. Fist, a fist, fist, fist bump.
1: Fist bumps are his thing right now. Um, but, man, yeah, anyway, shout out to administrators. I yes. know that was a tangent, but, man. No, that's oh, a, good it's tangent. Such a It's an incredible gift, and there's so much that would fall through the cracks mm-hmm. if churches didn't have um, people who are gifted in this area and are willing to serve in that area. It is not an upfront gift. It is not one of those things where they're like, Hey, look at me. I'm typing. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, right. they're, but they, they're they gone. They're, they're getting after They're catching all of the things that way we can't do that there. That's going to mess up this. We're going to have to move this around. Yeah. And you start to learn, especially when you work with, which a lot of people do. I mean, right. You work with administrators. Mm-hmm. You learn that there's not always a whole lot of explanation so it can appear that an administrator is being really short, mm. but they're just precise. Yeah. Like they're just like, no, we can't do it at that time because you've got something going on here. And so you got to have a thick skin. You can't be like, well, why'd you say it like that? Because <laughs> the administrator was like, well, you want it to work, don't you?
0: Right. You want, you don't right. want to
1: have people here when they need to be here. It's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. It is a blessing. Amen. Shout out to all of the administrators. Yes. Today's your day. It's administration day.
0: I'm sure they have a a, a holiday for that, but you know, you we can, can get give it them twice. another one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we get, we get two of them. Also, if you desire a yes. clear and concise teaching on the biblical response to critical race theory, go to resources at resources dot net. Mm-hmm. And you can pick up two part teaching done by Mickey Addison on this topic. And so I've heard a lot of uh, great things from other people about it. You know, Praise God. And how it is it, something that you should have. And so you can go to resources.afa.net to get that. And last but not least, you can visit the By Design Facebook page by searching By Design and also go to the Web page, afa.net slash By Design.
1: You know, I've been thinking my, my wheels have been turning. I got a text message um, the other day and my my wheels have been turning, thinking about critical race theory and, and how to uh, inform the church and equip the church to have a biblical response to it. Yeah. And um, my wheels have been turning and thinking about um, Christian education Mm -hmm. and how to inform and equip uh, Christian educators to have a response to this as well. And and maybe looking at what's going on. And I hate that we always are responding. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? I think mm -hmm. our our best um, position is to always be standing firmly on the word of God. Yeah. And so we already know where we where we are. but. Sometimes there will arise the, the time, you know, where you have to you have to respond because there is like a jolting push from the culture. Yeah. And I think that's happening. But it's not just happening in secular education. It's it's happening even in Christian education. You can see the uh, slow infiltration of um, new and dangerous hmm. ideologies that that mask themselves because they appear to be loving Right, you know what I mean. They right. appear to be benevolent or yeah. generous or gracious, and and really they're just antithetical to the faith, mm. like with icing on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, that's right. that's really that's really all it is. So, anyway, I've been thinking about um, I've been thinking about how do you equip Christian educators to be able to respond to this moment? i um, mm. thinking teachers in particular. Mm. So, anyway, pray for me because I'm I'm thinking about how all to right. how to equip the body of Christ. That's I mean, that's a that's that's what I believe. Anyway, yeah. the Lord's called oh. us to do to equip the body
0: of Christ. Amen. Amen. All
1: right. Any other announcements?
0: No, that's it. Thank Okay.
1: I want to say something. I, I had a thought. So I just um uh we were talking to our children last night and we were talking to them about prayer, but it was it started as they were kind of expressing, it was based on something that you were talking about, Will the Great, at prayer. And they came home and they were talking about how it really resonated with them because they have these thoughts when they pray. Um, they wonder, you know, I'm praying to the Lord. I may be asking the Lord for this. I may be petitioning the Lord, but how do I know that this is the Lord's will? And so I I want to pray um, with faith, but I also want to pray knowing that I want ultimately what God wants, right? So we had this long conversation. It was a great conversation. Um, As so often happens, it's like bedtime, and then they get into these deep conversations, and you're (laughs) like, you don't want to tell them lights out, but you do want the lights out, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but JD said something last night that has kind of changed me, and I realized it just today. And I thought, man, um, I I never thought about. So he has this routine where you know he has his chores and things that he has to do, but he will regularly go out go outside and he's bouncing the basketball and just shooting baskets, you know, just out there playing around. Mm-hmm. And because of where the basketball um, hoop is, that what you call it. Yeah, basketball, the goal, okay. the basketball where the goal, goal. yeah, where mm-hmm. it's positioned, I can always hear the ball bouncing
2: mm-hmm. like boom,
1: boom, just always hear the ball, right? Every parent, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, but it has taken on a truly different significance to me now, just today, um, hearing the ball bounce. Because as we were talking last night, hmm. um, you remember he said, yeah. when I'm outside playing basketball, he said, that's where I'm spending a lot of time praying.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. he said, I, you know, I'm just by myself, I'm alone. So that's when I'm talking to God. So, I mean, to him, that's just a throwaway. He's just talking. He's just, but for me, that was like, oh man, that's, that's what I want. I I want Mm. you. And I didn't say this because we were in the midst of the conversation. He was making a bigger point. It wasn't, that wasn't the point. And I, I thought, that's what we want. You know, we want our kids to have their own relationship with the Lord, where they are engaged in regular conversation with the Lord, where they know that he is real, that he hears them, that he is near to them. And today, um, earlier today, I heard the basketball bouncing, you know, for the first time today, because it'll happen several times throughout <laughs> the day. But I heard it bouncing for the first time. And can I just say that it actually sounded different today? Hmm. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, it, know what you mean. I, I heard it bouncing and I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, like you thought it just about what on- he
0: said and it's like, yes! well, go ahead and bounce that ball. Go ahead and bounce <laughs> and the ball. Sure <laughs> and make sure you
1: pray. And sure. yeah, I mean, because just to think about that, it's yeah. he's out there, and which there was not a problem with him if he was, if yeah. he, you know, yeah. just bouncing. Ball. But knowing that he's bouncing the ball, and and now associating that with some um productive relational time on his on his part, just yeah. I, I was thinking about man, that ball bouncing sounds different to me <laughs> today. You know. Anyway, yeah. so and, and again, another takeaway: we cannot underestimate what God is doing in the life and in the heart of our children. Mm. You know, like there was never a reason for him to say that, right? But it came up in the context of the conversation. So this information was revealed to us, but this has been going on. That's just been his been his practice, you know? Yeah. And I wonder how many of our children, truly the Lord, is leading them and drawing them. And they have these ongoing encounters with the Lord where they're praying or they have... Um, their various disciplines and their practices that we've been praying for the Lord to do something in their life. And maybe it doesn't look like things are happening. You know what I'm saying? But there are things that we just don't know. So we should continue praying, continue lifting our children up to the Lord, asking the Lord to lead them, asking the Lord to grant them those encounters Mm. that he has granted to us. Right? Like we, we know for those of us who know the Lord, we know and that knowledge of him cannot and will not be wrestled away from us we want that same experience that same knowledge of god to be for our children we Amen. want them to be um steadfast in what they believe and, and by the way on the other side of the break um just one little article we'll bring in to talk about why this is so utterly important and cannot be ignored erin the addisons this is gumbo friday the friday edition we'll take a break and we'll be right back
2: See on the hill of Calvary My Savior bled for me My Jesus set me free And look at the wounds that give me life Grace flowing from His side No greater sacrifice What He's done done. All the glory and the honor to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what he's done.
4: one. Even death is dead and done.
2: His life has overcome.
1: Oh, man, I know, I know. You're like, where's the talking? There are some songs, there are some songs that just, they just have to go. They just have to go. Do you ever think about what it means to be forgiven? Do you ever think about what it means that God has secured for you reconciliation through his son? Do you ever stop and think about that? That's, well, I mean, that's still... Will the great thunder. I'm Mickey. <laughs> and I <I'm> will,
0: <laughs> and that's what he's done. Passion.
1: It's from their new EP, "Burn Bright." It's a song that I'm kind of, you know, how you have songs that you're kind of on. Like that's a that's a favorite of mine right now, and especially in the midst of having um, worship music that is so questionable theologically speaking. Hmm. Um, some some of the music sounds really good. It really does sound. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. But then when you start listening and and sometimes you find yourself because it sounds so good, you're singing it, but then you, you stop and you go, wait, uh, actually, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's not, I shouldn't, I shouldn't actually be singing that. Um, and so anyway, one of the questions that I wanted to bring up today, um, was the question of, does it matter what we sing about God? Does Mm. it matter? You know, like can, can they get close enough? And, and, and it's okay when I say they, I mean the songwriters and the worship leaders, like, does it, does it actually matter? I was reading this article and, um, and I thought, man, this is, it's amazing to me. I I even think that there's sort of a a connection between the types of songs that we are singing in church today. Um, and even the great falling away. Mm. I think that whenever you reduce God, right. In your knowledge and your thinking and in your singing, um, then you compromise even one's allegiance to God, right? Like so, so why do you need to live a holy life? Why do you need to glorify God, exalt God as holy if the way you sing about him makes him just like somebody else? Right? Like he's just, you know, yeah. kind of like a boyfriend or just just like anybody else. You understand? <laughs> I think and, and I think part of that has to come to rest at, at the feet of some of the worship leaders and some of the songs that um that are currently sung in churches today. And anyway, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm I'm trying to be gracious here, but at the same time I think we have to acknowledge that. Here's the article and then um I'll use this as sort of like a backdrop and then of course we can recap the rest of the week. But the question I was just thinking, you know, today to kind of wrap up the week, just thinking about music and asking the question, does it matter um the kinds of songs that we sing about the lord and even to the lord you know do those songs need to be accurate or does it not really matter so here's an article from the christian post um and it's talking about uh passion had a, con- a concert in january uh passion 20 2022 and i remember well have you ever been to a passion concert no okay so the very first one i ever went to was like in 1999 Um, and it was on the campus of LSU. It was on Louisiana State University's campus. And I remember just a bunch of college kids saying, hey, we're going to a passion concert. And I don't even think back then you would have described it as like a concert. It was like in like a little student hall, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And there were some musicians, and they were singing songs. But they were singing songs that were like, oh man, like the songs were so like focused on the Lord. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it was, fo- those songs were focused on the greatness of God and yeah. the holiness of God, that the Lord God is the famous one. Great is his name in all the earth. And if you can think back on this, some people who are in our same age group might remember some of these passion songs, right? That the songs were um, just like utterly focused on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and the the holiness of God, the otherness of God, was not compromised in the songs, at least not that I could remember. You know, um, somebody might say, well, have you heard this song? And then I would just comment based on the song that you bring up. OK, so but here's the article. <laughs> uh, worship artist Brett Yonker said thousands of young people have joined him and Passion Music to genuinely worship Jesus despite the rise in deconstruction. OK, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. Deconstruction. Seen amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Passion Music recently released their new EP, Burn Bright, which the song that you heard is from that EP. Um, And that song, that EP was unveiled in January at Passion 2022. Passion believes the message of Christ must continue even as notable Christian figures claim they are deconstructing Christianity. Yeah. This this actually kind of ties in a little bit, too, with um, what Alex McFarlane was saying in in the news break there as we mm-hmm. were coming into the program. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the massive an- amount of young Christians who are falling into this new category that they're carving out for themselves, known as ex evangelicals. Mm. ex evangelicals. OK, wow. let me continue with this article here. A 2021 poll from Gallup found that fewer than 50% of Americans belong to a church or a religious organization. Breakpoint reported that some of the people leaving the church are joining a growing demographic known as the nuns, known as the nuns. And I guess now you can specifically add this new category, ex-vangelicals. The overall movement is called deconstruction, deconstruction, meaning deconstructing one's faith and leaving the church. I'm going to say this stop and then kind of get your take on this. Will the great Mm -hmm. many who are deconstructing have spoken out about their experiences, getting hurt by people inside the church and others have cited their rejection of biblical teaching on sexuality Mm. as the reason they are disassociating. What are your Um, thoughts on that?
0: Wow. And I I think, you know, we see what we all always uh, talk about on on, on Mm -hmm. this show, how important it is um, that in our homes that we are tra- training and disciplining our children yeah. because they are being confronted with certain things, and I, I think this is, this also points to the uh, importance of being able to uh answer biblically the questions that they may have Yes, because what absolutely. happens is they there are some questions that they may have that can be answered through the scripture but but a lot of times if we're not taking time to to answer those questions, they this they may suppress it. And Mm -hmm. say, okay, well, I'll just keep going. But at some at at another point, those questions arise again. And then when cultural things happen, then you start to look at the church side eyed and like, Mm -hmm. well, they couldn't even answer these questions that I had Mm -hmm. in, you know, before. And so and now they're not being active, you know, uh, inequality or equity, you know, all this kind of stuff. It it presses in on them and then Mm -hmm. you find out that they have walked away, you know, and really they probably had been gone for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, but. They just were staying there because well, I'm still under my parents' roof and, and stuff right. like that. So right. I I think it points to a lot of different things that we can do better as parents, as the church, you know, mm-hmm. to shore up our, our children um, so they they won't fall in, in this way. You know,
1: I want to be fair, but I'm curious to know if you have observed a connection between those who are deconstructing and um, the the genre that they're in or the discipline that they're in. It seems to Mm. me now, now, and I want to be fair here because, Mm -hmm. because even as I was thinking about this, I think that there is another reason and I haven't explored it deeply. So, so I want to make sure I throw out the other possibility. It appears. So here's my one point Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on the one hand, it appears that a lot of these people who are publicly deconstructing, if you will, have some sort of they're they're in the music community. So you've got all of these past worship leaders, these mm-hmm. songwriters, these, you know, members of whatever band, you know, yeah. um rappers. Yeah. Okay. Most recently most you know yeah. um who are deconstructing, mm-hmm. walking away from the faith. And mm-hmm. so they're they're in the, the music world. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's something to be said about that. However, at the same time, I want to acknowledge that it's quite possible that we know them because of the music. Mm-hmm. So it tends to be sort of like yeah. a way that people are kind of quote unquote put on the scene that you, you begin to know them because of the music. So to be fair, there could, there could be that there's no connection there, mm-hmm. that it's just they're falling away and we know them because of music. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, you know, quite telling that in that particular discipline, there's a lot of room to be soft, yeah. There's a lot of room to be feely yeah. and, and not steadfast. What, what are and, your thoughts and on
0: that? Yeah, I think that that's um, totally possible. And also, I think there and this may be I don't know if it's controversial, but I think there's something to be said about um, people just getting knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, understanding, you know, like like as far as, you know, they know all the sy- systematic theology and all this kind of stuff. And, and nothing's wrong with that. Uh-huh. I'm not bashing that, you know, uh-huh. or even going to like seminaries and, and stuff like that. And but uh-huh. but being challenged in a way that maybe they were not ready for. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think I think what, one of the things I'm seeing is that there are people who are falling away or turn turning back who have not had a real encounter with God.
1: Man, that's but important. they have
0: knowledge and they know right. scripture and they know certain things you know, but they, the heart connection has never really been there. And so like when cultural things begin to rise yes. up, yes, you know, because they're bent towards knowledge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. man, they, they begin to buckle, you know, as it concerns their, their faith. You it's know?
1: almost like if intellectually you are able to be convinced or won over, then if one comes along who makes what appears to be, um, a better or more, let me say it this way, a more plausible intellectual case. Right. Then you could be swayed. Yeah. And I think that's what's
0: happening. I think, you know, okay. So just considering there's a Christian rapper, fanatic who was a part of the cross movement most recently. Yeah. Yeah, And had been ministering over 30 years, like cross movement is is one of those pillars in Christian rap. And so just recently, you know, he said that, you know, he's walking away from, the church walking away from the faith. He said on one point that there were questions that he had in the past that he suppressed, mm-hmm. but they, but they, but they were still there and it came back up. And I think what happened to to a lot of these people is the cultural things that are happening. Because mm-hmm. one of the thing, one of the things that was mentioned in, in this story was about uh, their thoughts about sexuality. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And so You have people within the church who are rightly saying, like, man, this is against the word of God to live Mm -hmm. this way or to, Mm -hmm. you know. And so but you have the culture saying, no, no, do what you want. Do what you feel. Mm -hmm. And so in some of these cases, the culture is winning because Mm -hmm. the people who are professing to be Christians, they're like, man, that's right. Why why are they so hateful? Why are they so Mm -hmm. hateful over there? You know, and so I think when the, the culture begins to, like, rise up, you know, it challenges their faith because they never really had a real encounter with God.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so
0: it's only been head knowledge and things like that. And so when it comes they kind of, they, they they kind of buckle. Yeah. You know, when it happens.
1: Yeah, and and I, I I guess man, you know, when you think about that in the context of um who we entrust our hearts and heads to and and yeah. let me let me be very clear when I say this when when I you know, whose songs are we singing? And whose music are we adopting? And, and, you know, how can we be on guard? Mm. Um, Colossians chapter three, verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now I'm going to read that again. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Mm. So if you think about that, the Bible clearly admonishes us that we are supposed in our thinking, right? Christ is supposed to be dwelling in our thinking, in our hearts and in our mind, not in a shallow way, not in a superficial way, not in a way that is flippant and a throwaway. And, you know, Jesus, my boyfriend kind of a way, um, but richly. The knowledge of who God is, the knowledge of who Christ is richly indwelling us. And we're thinking about this. We're Mm. we're reading things that remind us of this. And as we sing back to God, who we know he is, Mm. it's got to be in line with Scripture.
0: Yeah, It's, it's
1: got to be the truth of who God is. And I think, man, you know, when when you start when you start looking at it, if you if you would take some of our modern worship songs, um, some of our modern worship songs really you could you could do like a replacement. You could take <laughs> Christ out mm. and and put your husband in it. Mm. Put your wife in it. Some of the younger people would say, put my boyfriend in it, you know? And and I think this is a problem yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Let's open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. We'll be right back.
0: Isn't that there are people, isn't that there are advertisements, isn't that there are systems out there that are making you say, you know, the problem is you. Instead of making excuses and blaming when you sin,
4: face it, the truth is, same. I'm the problem. My heart's sick as a leper. My biggest dilemmas, my sin in the center of me. I'm the problem. Yo, I'm stubborn and stiff-necked, loving what's wicked, the judge I don't respect, cause I'm the problem. And it isn't our spouses, though kids are a challenge, the sin it is countless, but I'm the problem. It can't be solved, by
2: modern... Society. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio's Friday edition. We call it our Gumbo Show. It's Gumbo Friday. Everything goes into the Hot. you can help us recap the week's uh shows or you can comment on what we're talking about today I'm Miki
0: and I'm Will and that's Timothy Brindo and Shy Lynn when I'm the problem
1: man um listening to theologically rich theologically rich Christian rap I don't know how many qualifiers I can put on that like to make sure that I'm very very specific <laughs> there is Christian rap that is not theologically rich
0: that's true
1: I just want okay um Okay. Uh, But there is there is Christian rap music that is theologically rich. I mean, you could do a class on it. Yeah. And my goodness. So so we found a way we found a way to introduce our kids to this from a very young age. Mm -hmm. Right. And boy, it would lead to some rich conversations about theology because they're listening and the music sounds really good. But they're catching all of this like information about the holiness of God and they're learning Bible stories. And of course, when it's in song, you'll remember it long, which Mm -hmm. again (laughs) points to why it's it's a big deal when people are singing the wrong things about God. Yeah. Right. Like you're remembering this. So You know, how much more so are people like formulating their theology Mm. off this like wrong music? Anyway. All right. Welcome back. It's Friday. Let's go to the phone lines. Eight, 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 five, eight, nine, eight, eight, four, zero. Will the Great. Where should we go first?
0: All right. Let's go to Pam in Pennsylvania. Hi, Pam.
1: Hi. Hello.
2: It's an honor to speak with you today. God bless you my i uh, just firstly my daughter was thrilled at um your event um your life event that you spoke at and she got very excited and copied it all over her facebook page but <laughs> um <laughs> and the and the about the jab and not taking the jab i just wanted to say um it's been a concern of mine in the about the music industry because i see some flash in the pan things going on, mm-hmm. and I um, there's a lot of feel good Christian music out there, and um, there's some feel good Christian preachers out there, Come but on. they're not they're not steeped in the Word of God, and they're not giving us the food needed. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I noticed recently that uh, an artist that went quickly to the top. Um, had a great little song, but then when she was pressed by the media (laughs) to give a statement concerning Hmm. her view on sexuality, Hmm. um, there was was no root. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I just don't know who you could be talking about, Pam. I mean, (laughs) because all you need to know is Uh, that, you know, (laughs) i thought i did that beautifully didn't you You did that beautifully pam (laughs) listen so so no okay let me let me let pam i I don't want to interrupt your 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 comments there i i want to let you go ahead and finish up
2: no that was that was the thing if if you're gonna buy christian music to play for yourself uh check the background Mm -hmm. check these folks out and and make sure that what, what you're getting isn't isn't their uh, bubbly moment, mm-hmm. but it's, it's got to be founded in the Word of God.
1: Yes. Amen.
2: Yes. You know what I have found? Pam,
1: thank you so much for your comments, and, and I really do appreciate it. And what Pam, Pam is referring to, uh, Lauren Daigle. And and I'll, I would just tell you, and it was very disappointing for us because the first uh, worship album that came from um, Lauren Daigle was very rich. I mean, it was, it was so Christ-centered. It was focused on the Lord. It was a true, as I would describe it, um, worship album. And then she had the follow-up album that was sort of like, the first time we listened to it, we were like, so the thing is, musically, it sounds really good, And when you listen to the songs, you go, okay, it's not that the songs are bad. Right. But but it's not it's not like the first album. And then as she's talking about the album, she's doing these interviews and she gets in this one um, situation uh, where she's being interviewed and she's asked specifically about homosexuality as to whether or not it's a sin. And she's being interviewed. This is a secular outlet. And she's asked point blank whether or not homosexuality is a sin. And I'm going to paraphrase her here. I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, but just to to kind of familiarize our audience with what our sister Pam is referring to, she basically, in a nutshell, says, "You know, I don't know because I have friends who are gay." That's what she, she's like. I, I don't know. I don't know. And she goes, "So so anybody? So you go read it and 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 find out. And when you find out, come and tell me." Oh oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the Bible says about him. You don't know. And so those are one of those moments where you go, ah, goodness. Yeah. Now, can I just tell you, listen, now, guys, I'm not saying that this is. Um, uh, anyways, you will decide the way that the Lord leads you to disciple and equip your children. All right. But I will tell you that for the Addisons, we took that as a teaching tool. So we played the clip for our kids. We played the interview for our kids and, and we had to be careful because she's being interviewed on a secular it's a secular platform. And, and I think the guy who was interviewing her actually um, had to be bleeped out and his questioning and all that. And, you know, she didn't use any bad language, um, but we wanted to put this in front of our kids and ask them a question. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's the question. What do, what do you think? And so, man, among our kids, without being prompted, it was there was like this collective Oh, that like that's disappointing.
2: Yeah. Like
1: that's disappointing because the big three are like, you know, you know, like, you know, and then, you know, so this opens the door for conversations like so if if she doesn't know, right? Should she be taught? Maybe she needs to be taught in the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she needs to be learned. <laughs> right. Sorry, that's not the way. Anyway, but yeah, I agree with Pam. We need to be very careful looking at the same time. I want to be gracious. You want to you want to press and say, OK, you were in that moment and you kind of like back against the wall. But man, good grief. Yeah. There's some things that if you know, no matter no matter how much your back is against the wall. Right. If your footing is on the word of God, there's some things you just got to get it right. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's no, what yeah. I think. I don't want to yeah. be mean, you know, but I'm just right. saying there's just some things you just got to get them. right. I mean, All right, Well, and yeah, I'll just ahead. say I'm this, sorry.
0: you know, if you are. Because I know they may see themselves differently, but mm-hmm. I, I see that if if you're a Christian artist, you know, music artist, you are serving in a position I believe in, of ministry. Yes. <laughs> so to be interviewed about that and and say you don't know mm-hmm. is an indication that you need to go sit down and for a little while learn. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, learn and be under some. Yeah. Proper teaching. So you can know where we I, I, I don't I didn't believe that she didn't know. It's just one of those no, things where you either. don't want to fall out of favor with the, you know, secular, you know, interview and all that kind of stuff. But, man, we got to stand upon God's word. So listen, you know,
1: unfortunately, if she comes back and answers that question with the only right response, mm-hmm. which is a biblical response, then she's not invited to Ellen.
0: Right, and that's okay. what they're trying to avoid. You understand you, know, what I'm saying? Like,
1: so she, so she is trying to play two step with the world,
0: right?
1: Okay, so I can't just come out and say no, it's not because yeah. that's going to anger my Christian base, right. which is like my base, right?
0: <laughs> but also, right. the
1: world is checking me out right now because, yeah. like, I'm rolling stones and everything, and they're like loving that. And but, so, but so what am is, I going to do?
0: The thing is, the way that they kind of make that work is I don't want to mess up my opportunities <laughs> to. Um, have a broader audience that I can yeah. share the good news with. Yep, you know. Yeah, it's going to. Kirk Franklin off, did the same thing. It's going to cut off my ministry. Exactly right. Thing, you know. Anyway, Kirk
1: Franklin did the same thing. Yeah, uh, Lecrae did the same thing. Yes. Listen, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These Christian artists, I- I'm telling you, I- I've 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 said, <clears throat> excuse me, and I- we'll go to the phone lines. I've said some of them. I wish they didn't do interviews. Cause then I wouldn't have to know that I have to stop listening to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I can't in good conscience. Like I'm like, ah, I, I don't believe I don't, it's not sincere. You know what I mean? Anyway, will the great, where do we go next?
0: All right, let's go to Ronnie in Alabama. Hi Ronnie. Hey brother, Will
4: and, and miss Nikki. How you doing? Uh, when, When you stand up for the, for the truth, you don't never have to be concerned about being mean because when you stand up for the truth, you're really standing up for Jesus because mm. Jesus is the truth. Amen. So don't Amen. you ever be concerned about somebody out there listening, thinking you're being mean. God bless you. Thank you, brother. The truly, bo- the God bless y'all. I praise Jesus. For y'all show y'all having a dynamite show. Thank but you. One more thing. The, People who are truly born again, when they listen to any kind of gospel music, they they know what's true mm-hmm. and what isn't true. That's right. If they're truly born again, mm-hmm. because they got Jesus inside them, therefore they have the truth inside them. Amen. It's in the brain or in the heart, they got it. Praise Amen. the Lord, y'all. Praise Amen. y'all for y'all's show. Thank you, Mr. God Ronnie.
1: bless you, Brother Ronnie. I appreciate that. Man, it's so true. Like, the spirit of God bears witness. Right. So it should be like what our brother Abraham says. Oh, man, I'm going to misquote him nonsense, but I can hear him (laughs) in my head. It should be uncomfortable for believers like, you know, like we we, if we're in a situation where we're suppressing the truth or where we are ignoring the Holy Spirit, that should be uncomfortable. And I guess it could be one of the biggest telltale signs that a person is not truly converted when they're when they're comfortable with sin. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when it doesn't when it doesn't bother them. Will
0: the Great. Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Anthony in Mississippi. Hi, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. You there?
2: Yeah, Brother Will. And hey. making how you doing?
0: Good, good. Doing well.
2: Two, two quick things. First Thessalonians 4, all oh about verse 3 says, God has called us to walk with him for our sanctification. And First Timothy 4 says, in the latter days, the Spirit says, some will fall away from the faith.
4: If they don't have the
2: Spirit of the Lord indwelling, they're putting on a facade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they need to be taught, and they need to really study the Word and hear what the Word is saying to them. I'm going to get yeah. off and listen to your conversation.
1: No, God Thank bless you, brother Anthony. Anthony. I mean, it's just true. Like, you know, we have reached that point where it is, it truly is black and white. Mm. It, it truly is black and white. And and by that, <clears throat> black words on white pages. Like, it, that's <laughs> it, right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's truly black and white. And, and I think that we as Christians don't need to keep um, trying to fall all over ourselves to make nice to be compassionate and to mm. be loving of people is to tell them the truth. There's no conflict there The the two are not mutually exclusive, but we live in a culture that tells us it is mm. right. And I, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I can't think of anything more hateful or more unloving than to have the truth and to keep it from people because you want them to like you.
0: Hi. Mm.
1: Good grief. Will the great. Where do we go next?
0: Before we go uh, to the next one, Brother Allen, thank you. It should be un- uncomfortable for a believer. To live as a hypocrite. There we go.
1: That's it. That's the quote. (laughs) It should be uncomfortable
0: for a believer to live as a hypocrite. Thank you so much. All right. Let's go to Karen in Texas. Hi, Karen.
1: Hi,
3: guys. How are y'all today? Doing Doing well. well. Good. I am so glad. I'm honored to be able to talk to y'all. I love your show and I wish my children, wish I'd had y'all run when my children were young. But, Aww. Mickey, I've listened to you since you're on with Lauren and even tried some of your recipes. Oh, my oh, wow. goodness. Okay. So, we're Man. old friends, Karen.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you and I are old wow. friends.
0: <laughs> Mid-days. Yeah. We're old
3: friends. We're old friends. I was so disappointed when I didn't hear your voice on the radio. Oh, so. thanks. But thank I know you. time is, sh- you're so welcome. You're, Time is short, but I, I'm so glad y'all are talking about this today because, honestly, um, Jan Markell had um, had a whole segment on this uh, mm-hmm. probably a year or so ago, mm-hmm. but it's not so... And I've even heard songs on the radio, and I'm, like, playing on AFR, and I'm thinking, boy, do they really know where they've come from? But um, it really is... It's great, and it's not necessarily individual... More focusing on the worship music that's coming out from a lot of these big churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be like Pam. I'm not going to mention names, but even <laughs> not necessarily worship music from the U.S., but there's a lot of music coming out, and you have to really research to see, are those churches actually theologically sound? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. some of them are not.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, I just, it, it, and it goes, she went into a lot of it, it's just, it's not, it's almost kind of, some of it's, I hate to say this, but satanic because there's repetition. People are almost going into trance-like wow. things. And, you know, i that's all I'm going to say. I know time is short, but i God bless y'all and thank you for your ministry. I love y'all Aww.
1: so much. Karen, you Karen, God bless you. We love you too. We appreciate you. Look, I, I want to say this. When it comes to worship music and the kinds of music, the kinds of songs that we're singing and that are being played in our ear, and, and they are attempting to describe God, we've got to start from a biblical description of who God is. Amen. Is what we're singing, is it true about God? Has God said this about himself? Has he revealed this about himself? If it's not true about God, if God never said that about himself, if God doesn't say that about himself, then we probably should not be singing it about him. Yeah. Until Monday, Lord willing.
0: God bless.